back at it with another episode of Nick versus Everyone. And today we have the very first solo podcast. Um, we just got done uh, watching the, we, me and Rachel, just got done watching the Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury fight. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to not only talk about that, but my love for fighting and boxing. Anybody that knows me, they know that I don't miss uh, any big boxing matches. I don't miss any UFC fights or anything like that. And so I'm a huge, huge fight fan, and I have been... um, you know, ever since, man, probably ever since elementary school, um, every Friday night, not every Friday night, but most Friday nights, they have this thing called um, Friday Night Fights on ESPN, and uh, I just remember watching that a lot as a kid, um, watching good fights, things like that, Um and also sometimes I, I have like very um fuzzy memories of like watching like Mike Tyson back in the day when I was very, very, very little, I think. So um I've always been super interested in fighting. Um I think in fifth or sixth grade maybe I um I had my very first like one of my first ever um uh what you might call it uh book report yeah very first book report um was about Muhammad Ali when we went to the library we tried to find a book that we could write about and i chose Muhammad Ali um I forget what the book was called, but I do remember it was about Muhammad Ali, and that kind of started my fandom of Muhammad Ali. Um, obviously, I have the poster um, right behind me for the people watching on the video. I also have a Thriller Manila shirt on right now, and I have a bunch of d- different Ali gear. So everything from that point on, Muhammad Ali has always been someone that I've always looked up to. Um, he was a extremely confident person. He, he liked to talk crap. Um, and I took a lot of, uh, things from him, um, when it comes to talking crap and, and being, uh, loud and confident and, and all those good things. So anybody that's known me growing up and things like that, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, telling people I'm pretty telling people how great I am, and that all came from Muhammad Ali, and I kind of, ever since I was in, like, fifth grade, um, have been a huge fan of Muhammad Ali, and where I, and I've read multiple books at this point now, Um, I've I've gone back on YouTube and watched old fights, and and so he's, he's probably my number one on my Mount Rushmore of people, is is number one Muhammad Ali not only for all the things they did in the boxing ring, um, the heart that he showed, the skill, uh, being super young and being really great, and people doubting him and and um, talking the talk and backing it up. Um, you know the stand that he took um, to not go to the war, um, uh, and and basically was willing to give up everything for the things that he believed in. Um, and at the end of the day, he ended up being right um, when everybody was saying he was being wrong. And then after his career, he became a great human to society, um, doing many great things for many many people around the world. So he became much bigger than boxing and um, became more than just a boxer. Um became a great human so I think that um yeah he's number one definitely on my Mount Rushmore and and I remember 
early on in elementary school, I used to draw a lot. And uh, this sounds really, really weird now. <laughs> if I was a teacher and I saw this, uh, I would think that something was extremely wrong. So I was also like a big fan of like boxing video games as well. So that's like Mike Tyson, like Nintendo uh, at my grandma's house. I'd play that when I was young. They also came out with like PlayStation games, like boxing PlayStation games um, that I would play. And and uh, in those games, like the guys would get really beat up. They get bruises, swelling, cuts, all that good stuff. And so like in, I think it was elementary school, I would like draw fighters after like a fight. And so it w I would draw their faces first and then I would go back and like add like a swollen eye or like a stitched up cut or something like a dude that's like super beat up or whatever and that's what I like to do in elementary school which if I was the teacher and I saw that I would think that something was super super wrong so my fascination with uh that like warrior spirit um was always super fascinating to me for some reason. I think that like when you totally dedicate yourself to something and is and are super disciplined and like you go and it's just you and this other person, you go into the ring or whatever it may be and you just show who's the best. And it's like there's no excuses, there's no nothing, there's no this. It's just you and this other person who's better. And I always loved the strategy of it. It's It wasn't so much, it's not so much like the, the bravado, the I'm going to beat you up stuff. It's always the strategy, the skill, the, the mind games at play. Um, there's so much that goes into fighting um, outside of just the physical that makes it so appealing to me. And there's no other sport out there that uh, if I'm watching the game, unless it's like game seven of the NBA finals, but consistently every single time I watch a big fight, my heart's racing. Uh, I I have a bunch of adrenaline in me, all that good stuff. And so uh, I just can't get enough. In fact, when, uh, when I lived up in North Dakota, I was such still I was I was up in North Dakota I was working in a physical therapy department um it was just like a normal you know eight hour a day shift um not a whole lot of responsibilities I was just trying to get uh hours to potentially go to physical therapy school you needed a certain amount of hours patient care time whatever and so I was in there and and outside of work um, I wanted to get into something. Um, the basketball scene wasn't that great there. Um, I didn't really have a gym that I like going to and playing basketball at um, up there. And so I ended up looking for a boxing gym. And uh, I found one. And it was super cold. It was the winter in Fargo. I remember giving the place a call while I was at work and they gave me like a free tryout or whatever, free tryout for a day. And, um, you know, back in the day, like when we were, me and Nate were really, really little, we'd actually spar a little bit during those Friday night fights, uh, episodes, like in between rounds, like one minute or something like that. And Nate, Nate would always, uh, beat me up, um, pretty much, uh, never bad. But, um, so we were always, so I had a little bit of experience, but not much. We were so little that you can't really hurt anybody at that point. But, um, you know, I had, I, I, at that point I watched so much boxing. I kind of knew what to do. I knew what, what I was doing. Um, I was pretty athletic just from my sports background. And so I just went in there trying to, uh, just get in shape really um and and learn learn the sport and um so I went in there for the first time um 
you know, I was a little anxious and we just did a bunch of bag work, heavy bag bag work. We were just punch the punching bag and I was like just going all out every single round or whatever. Every it was like um so in a boxing class, let's say, you have one to three minute rounds maybe and like all right this round we're gonna do one two so that's a jab and a cross and the other one is just like work the bag meaning you just fight the punching bag um uh, as if you're fighting someone else so you just go at it so for that whole minute or whatever it was I was like spazzing out on the bag just trying to um (laughs) just trying to uh you know the coach and stuff was looking at me and he taught he at first he was like just shadow box and like I was way more advanced than like the newest person just coming into a gym. So at the end of that uh training session, um I could not lift my shoulders. I remember like taking a shower afterwards and I like I was so I did not pace myself whatsoever at any time. I was just going like zero to a hundred as fast as I can as a rookie would. And uh, I just remember being so tired. So I ended up uh, going back um, after that trial and, and got a, got a uh, little membership there. I think it was like two or three times a week. Um, and it was mostly for the first month there. I just was trying to get in shape, maybe learn a few things here or there. Um, at that point, they, they, sparred a, um, they would spar um, every practice, like the more either the amateur fighters or the professional fighters getting ready for a fight. And they would spar a little bit um, at the end of of stuff, but they um, didn't expect anybody. Most of the people there were just there to get in shape or just for a workout. But as I started to learn some things, as I started to um, get in better shape and things like that, I think after a month, of just uh, doing some bag work, doing some drills. At that, at the same time, I was like, I'm gonna start running a lot. I'm gonna start biking a lot, and and I got in really, really, really good shape. Um, I was running like five Ks like once a week, um, uh, and, and biking at a certain pace. I forget what it was. It was like. 10 or 20 minutes of biking, but at, like, a certain heart rate. I forget what it was, but it was, like, pushing myself to the limit type of things. And so, at that time, I was I was running a lot. I was biking a lot. I was uh, working on the boxing skills. And I really, really liked it. Um, it was it, it was fun, for sure. And, and so then, and then, naturally, I would just start to, like, spar here and there. Um, after a month. Now, I'm not saying I was good or anything like that, but I was probably better than anybody that just started doing boxing for a month um, and not knowing. Like I said, I've watched boxing my whole entire life at that point pretty much. And so, you know, I know jab. I know how to move. I was also pretty um, athletic compared to, um, you know, the average person. So, my footwork was great. My stamina was probably better than the next person. Um, I had speed and things like that. So I was just getting by uh, with my athleticism for the most part in the beginning. And, and you know, I, I have really long arms. That helped. I had fast hands. That helped. So my experience, um, my short experience as a boxer was... I'm at more athletic, I'm faster, I'm longer. Um, I can probably survive in this area for against uh, you know, the average, you know, person. Um and so, you know, I'd spar a little bit. I've never been more tired out of all the sports I've ever played, I have never been more tired than when I'd box. I'd spar. There's a few things if for people that have never gotten to the ring before. There's a few things that you don't realize. Number one is nervous energy. Being tight all the time. Like shrugging your shoulders the whole time. 
you know, um, that drains you like crazy. Um, if you're not relaxed in there, you're just going to get super tired. Um, ju- and just by moving. Um, I was a fighter that moved a lot too. Um, so I was constantly moving my feet, being quick, using quick feet um, to try to not get hit and stuff like that. Um, so that, so when someone constantly pressures you and you're constantly moving, you're constantly tight, um, you just get tired and that's not even from really just like fighting. And another thing, when someone's pressuring you and they're always in your face, you feel like you have to hit them to try to get them back. So you're exerting so much energy moving from being anxious and from throwing punches that you feel like you have to because someone's within range or getting close to you just to try to keep them off because you're like scared or something like that. And so the biggest thing when I that I had to learn was to not waste movements to try to relax um, and to relax in there. Um, and uh, just because someone's pressuring you, you know, that's the thing that gets get you super 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 tired so um after about man maybe two months maybe maybe shorter month and a half i was only sparring for not that maybe a month or so and um you know i was doing all right um i was you know sparring with people that had way more experience than me that had amateur fights. Most of the people were younger um, than me. And then there was like some some uh, low-level pros that are just getting their career started uh, for the most part. And so what was great about this gym was no matter what level you were in, you could spar anybody and like no one was trying to kill you. So no one was going out there trying to knock someone out. Everybody knew that for the most part it was, you know, just working on something. Someone's just here to learn and it's not a fight. Now, like if two pros were going at it and they're getting ready for a fight, they'd go at it. But if they knew that, you know, you're better than this person, like there's nothing to prove, then it's just like, all right, we're just trying to, you know, move around, you know, spar a little bit, you know. Um, and if if someone got caught with something good, you just back off and just be like, all right, you good, man? Can you continue? You're good, whatever. Um, I don't ever, I was, I have pretty quick reflexes. And like I said, I moved a lot. So I never really got, I never got hit hard to where I felt dazed or anything. I didn't get hit very much. Um, just because of my athleticism and the way that I fought, I wasn't like a brawler or anything like that. Um, I used my jab a lot. Um, and, uh, um, so so ultimately it was like a good experience, but like I said, I've never been so tired because you're not, there's no breaks in a fight, um, in boxing. Uh, when you're, when the bells ring, when the time's going, there are no breaks. So, um, even when you're tired, you have to throw punches. Even when you're tired, you got to move, you got to move your head. At some point you're going to get so tired that you don't care about getting hit, which is like crazy to even think about. But, yeah, many times I got into that situation where I was like, I'm so tired. Like, I can't lift my arms. My my feet don't move. Um, you know, if I get hit, whatever. But, like, I just need need I need to breathe. My breath hurts, essentially. <laughs> and um, so then um, after I got a little bit more experience, I started to get a little confidence. And, and I ended up having uh, uh, an amateur fight. Uh, my first one. Um, I had two amateur fights overall. Was supposed to have a three, but the other guy didn't show up. Um, so I had two um, amateur fights. Um, it's really interesting going to amateur fights. Um, there's people of all different ages, all different sizes, all different level of experience. When you go there, it's not like, okay, I'm about to fight this person. A lot of times it's like who shows up at what weight class and then you fight someone, um, you know, close. Um, I always, I was about 153 pounds when I was fighting 
Um, and I think I every single time I fought someone that was um, heavier. I may, I think my first fight, the dude was like 160, 165. So quite a bit bigger than me um, weight-wise. But he was like an ex-wrestler, um, short arms. Um, just had that wrestler body type, like no neck, big head. Um, strong, muscular guy, shorter than me, and I was quick, long, and, uh, and, um, so, I, my body's really, my mind is really, really weird, I never really got nervous, I'm really good at compartmentalizing my thoughts, and just kind of throwing things to the back of my head if it doesn't affect, if it's not going to help me, so, Leading up to those fights, um, I got this really sense, it's almost like calming, like just extreme focus. I'm here to do business. It's, I'm not freaking out. I'm, I'm not super anxious. I get super quiet. I'm not talking. It's just like straightforward, like almost like a robot. It's weird. Um, so I, going into my first fight, I wasn't very nervous. Um, I was really good at just throwing that to the side. Um, what I remember to the, f- uh, about the fight is, um, so in the amateurs, you start off three rounds, one minute for like rookies. Um, and so that's what we did. It was like three minute or three rounds, one minute each round. The professionals go start off three minute, three rounds. And then I think then they are it might be four rounds, three minutes. And then you build up to like championship level where it's 12 rounds, three minutes. But for the rookies, it's like me. It was three rounds, one minute. And it seems like not a long time, but let me tell you, uh, like all the things I mentioned in the beginning, when you are anxious, when you're moving, you're in front of a bunch of people um, and uh, fighting with adrenaline going through your body, um, yeah, those one minutes, uh, they go by fast, but you know, you're, you're tired, uh, still. Um, so in that fight, I think it's on YouTube somewhere or a portion of it. Um, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, wasn't the best. I wasn't the best, um, you know, boxers still learning a crap ton. Um, and, um, you know, landed some shots, landed some combinations, you know, I was a person that wasn't willing to take a punch to land a punch by any means, so I moved a lot, um, quicker hands, I threw out the jab a lot, I didn't really, I wasn't a person to put my help, my, myself in harm's way, so a lot of that is just a lot of jabs, and, and, uh, following up with the, with the two over the top once in a while, I think in that fight, uh, one of the best moments, two good moments that I remember, um, one was, um, I was using my jab, used my jab a lot, and, uh, he was shorter, um, like I said, smaller arms, so I was able to keep him at bay for a while, um, and, uh, he, uh, like wrestlers, they like to shoot, right? So what that means is like they try to go for your legs and take you down, which means that they drop their head. So when at, at one point he kind of got a little um, desperate, got me against the ropes, my back against the ropes, and that's when. So the whole fight he was trying to like corner me into the ropes and stuff like that because uh, I moved a lot um, and it was hard to hit. And so he got me on the ropes at one point and like uh he like dropped his head and tried to got, get close to me and I came through with an uppercut um got him really really clean and he kind of like and I hit him with the right uppercut and then scooted out to the side um which was like a really <laughs> nice uh a nice moment hit him he dropped his head I hit him and I got out of the way and he kind of like stumbled into the ropes a little bit um and then uh, another time, he kind of also, once again, got a little anxious and, and tried to force something. And uh, I hit him with, like, three or four punches in a row. I was, while going backwards, he was trying to come at me. And so I he, he kind of dropped his hands and, and got a little desperate. And I was going back, and I hit him with a one-two-one-two one, two real quick, um, pretty solid. 
So um, it went all three rounds. Um, I think I won three rounds to nothing in that one. Um, I think more just from my speed um, and athleticism, my footwork. I was just way faster, way quicker. Um, at the end, I remember well, in both my fights, it's really weird. Um, you know, I'm not, I was, you know, 153 pounds, not very muscular guy. Um, was never seen as a super strong dude, like lifting a bunch of weight. But um, after the fight, you know, after you get done with a fight with like people, even when you spar, there's like, you understand how much respect you have for the other person of just being able to get into the ring in front of a bunch of people and get in a fight. And I think I'll, at the end of fights, like there's so much relief that you got through it. Nothing, you didn't get knocked out. You didn't, you know, get hurt. There's a piece, a part of you that is just like, man, I just did that. I got through it. I'm all right. I survived, right? So at the end of the fight, you know, um, you give a lot of respect to the people that you um, you spar against or you fight against. So like with him, super nice guy. I don't even know his name, but it was a su- he was a nice guy. You know, we were both, the, it was both of our first fights. So that's another thing when you show up, they don't put you against someone that's like, has a bunch of fights for the most part, um, try to match up weight. And, and so there, and if you do go against someone that's like way more experienced than you, then it's kind of like a tongue in cheek, like, Hey, go easy on them. Um, for the most part until like, obviously if like the, the newer guy gets a good shot on you, then you got to get your get back. But for the most part, it's like, all right, I know that I'm way better than him. I'm not here to like hurt anybody like da 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 da. So, I think there's a great deal of respect. There's also the boxing community is really, really small. There's not that many boxers out there. So everybody kind of knows everybody, which was interesting to me. Um, But after the fight, um, you know, I said, good job, good fight, you know, all that good stuff. And um, he told me that I that I hit hard and I was like, oh, wow, really? Thanks. Thanks, man. (laughs) Like, I guess I. I never really knocked anybody down, like, in my boxing career, or, or um, you know, I dazed, I, I dazed a couple people, but never really, I was never really going for, I didn't have that killer instinct to, like, just really try to knock someone out and hurt someone. Me, it was more of a strategy, it was more of the, you know, hit them without getting hit. Like I said, I wasn't really willing to risk taking a shot to give a shot, and power punches like that a lot of times um do so and I was also super new and stuff like that so I didn't really know how to um get off a power shot a lot of my punches that I threw were ones and twos which were long range stuff to throw hooks and things you need to kind of be close in close distance so um so that was awesome um got the first win I got excited you know it was it was cool the crazy thing about sparring or fighting is that you could fight at, let's say, like 5, 6 p.m., even earlier. But when you go to bed, like the adrenaline stays with you for hours. So I remember sparring at maybe like 5 or 6 p.m. I'm in bed at like 11, 12, 11 midnight, and like I could still feel my heart like beating way too fast. Um, which is like pretty crazy. Um, so after the fight, you have like this sense of euphoria, you survived. I mean, you happen to get the win. Um, everything's good. Everything's happy. Like you're just talking your head off, like going crazy. Like your adrenaline's still going through you and it's a sweet feeling for sure. And then in the second fight, um, um, that I had, I actually fought a dude that had a lot more experience than me. Um, I want to say he had over 10 fights. I don't really remember um, completely, but I'm pretty sure he had over 10 fights. Um, and he was... Um, I'm pretty sure he was bigger than me, too. I think they put, like, he was a certain weight, but, I mean, I was pretty... I was 153, and there's no way this this dude was 
that I he was taller than me, it was thicker than me, but it said that he was like close in weight somehow. I was like, I don't freaking believe that crap. But um Yeah, so that that fight was like interesting. So the guy had way more experience than me. Um was a was a little bit bigger than me, was just as long. So um but with that fight, the first round, um I think he won. Uh he really didn't I think he it it was a back and forth round. He didn't hit me that much. Um he had a lot of close punches that um might have looked like it could have like hit me and pre- pressured me and stuff like that, but um for the most part I didn't get hit except for one time. He caught me um he caught me with one punch that I saw coming and I was able to get out of the way and it just looked awkward. Um, there's one thing that I used to do too, and I recognized it in the fight after he did it, um, is like, uh, in the Philly shell. So the Philly shell is like you have, if you're orthodox, you have your hand right here protecting your chin and then you have your arm instead of next to your chin as well, you kind of put it on your belt line. And so you have one arm up, one arm not. And the way that you protect yourself is through shoulder rolls. So instead of using your arm to protect your face, you kind of like shoulder roll. And when you're like this, it looks like you're open for a punch right here. So, um, the thing is, is that he did this. It wasn't, he do, he would do it once in a while. And, and so the first time I saw it, I was stupid. I've done it before to people. And, and so, um, I, I kind of shot in with the right and he like leaned back out of range and then came back with, um, his own. And, Right when I was quick enough, my I swear my reflexes are crazy, but I threw it. I was out of position, and he and another right was coming here. He hit me, but at the same time, I was like jumping back like the Matrix kind of to get out of the way. And um, so it, it looked like I stumbled a little bit from a punch. He did land, but it wasn't that hard. And so it might look like I stumbled a little bit. So that's why I gave the first round to him. I think that's what the scorecard said. Um, but after that, my, like I said, I was running so much and I was biking so much and I was in way better shape than him. And so after that, um, after I put that into my equation, that move, um, uh, I kept on sticking the jab, um, you know, hitting him pretty solidly and then I would faint. So a faint is like a fake. You're faking going in. It's called a faint. And so when I would see him go into that Philly shell again, I would faint. And then he would like think I'm coming in and try to throw that thing and I would be able to get it, get out of the way or whatever it may be. So in that fight, that's the one thing you're like, as a rookie fighter, you're so worried about hitting the person that you forget to like do these things like faint and like your footwork and moving. You're just like, I just got to hit this guy. Um, but um, so that fight, I learned more about fainting and like trying to draw him draw him out and stuff like that and and using my eyes um to um to faint with my eyes meaning you look you look at the body and you, and you go to start throwing a punch and they think it's going to the body but it actually goes to the head um and I and I caught him really really well I I I think I threw a jab or something to the body just to try to bring his just to put that in his mind that you know I'm going to your body or whatever. And then so I, um, in the second round, I think it was, I, 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 you know, jabbed to the body like earlier in the round or something like that. And so I dropped my eyes down and I actually dipped. So I looked down, I dipped, which made him drop his arms. And then I came back up to the top and uh, hit him. And I just remember hit, when I hit him, his eyes got like real big. Like, oh, I did not expect that. And I just got a clean shot. I did not expect that. And so uh, that was like the defining moment of the second round. I was back and forth. but um, And then in the third round, my stamina was like way, he, I was in way better shape. Um, I was the better athlete footwork speed wise as normal. And my stamina was just like way better. And so going into the second round, um, I remember uh, after the, the in between one of the rounds, 
my coach was talking and I was like, I knew it was a close fight, but I was just like, dude, this guy's not hitting me. Like it might look like he's hitting me, but he's not hitting me. Like all these are just like really close. Like it looks like he's doing something, but he's not, he's not hitting me. And so I was a little worried. Um, so after that first round, I, I felt like I lost. So I was like, I'm, I can't lose it. I'm not going to lose this. So I really pressed the pressure and I, I felt like I won the second round. So it came down to the third round. So I was like, okay, I got it. I got to go. I got to win this, this, this last round. So like I said, my stamina was like way better. Um, he was tired. I wasn't. And I was just really putting on the pressure on him. Uh, um, I was hitting him with the jab a lot, so his nose was bleeding, and, and, like, there's, like, blood on my, like, my boxing shoes and stuff like that. Um, I remember that, and um, so I pretty much just won that last round just by being in better shape and more fresh. Um, you know, I was hitting him with the jab and things like that, and um, it went to a decision, and I and I won uh, the decision. I think it was two to one, um, like I said, and... uh um, actually in that fight though, I, I hurt my wrist. I think I hit him like awkwardly. If you don't hit him flush or with like good structure in your wrist, if it's bent a little bit and you hit him, you can like hurt your wrist. So I kind of hurt my wrist in that, um, uh, in that fight. You don't really feel it that much when you're in a fight cause the adrenaline and like you're in a fight. So, um, I remember after the fight, um, uh, my, my, my wrist started to hurt my forearm, my wrist on the way back. And I was talking to my coach and he was, he was saying how he thinks that I might be able to, um, win the, uh, go to the golden gloves tournament, um, and fight at 143, um, or something like that. 142, 43, it was 40 something, low forties, 41, 42, 43, something like that. And, uh, I was 153. So like I could have, done it but that's pretty light uh, I feel like for me um and I was you know I was like hurt I wasn't I didn't get into it to get serious um really I got into it um to learn boxing I knew that okay maybe I'll have two three fights and I'm out like I like my brain I don't need to I'm not gonna go pro I'm not gonna have like an illustrious um amateur career um I was just passionate about the sport and, and wanted to see what it was like. And anything, I think I said in the first episode, anything that I'm passionate about or I just really like, I I want to do it myself. I think that I can do it myself. I want to get a taste of it. So whether that's music, whether that's um, podcasting, boxing, football, basketball, like anything that I'm really, really passionate about or I have a big interest in, I want to try myself. So that's, and I was getting the itch to compete I wasn't competing in anything um super competitive person uh I love the discipline of it all and I was like let's let's try to get in shape and 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 let's compete and let's 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 compete at something where it matters and so um so after that fight you know my wrist I I took some time off uh because of the wrist just the rest I went back but then I but then shortly after that, I decided to go back to Michigan. So that was kind of the end of it. Um, I never fought again um, after that. Um, I think I sparred a few, just a few light rounds, like in Michigan at a gym at one point. Um, but um, nothing serious outside of that. And so, um, so yeah, I've been super, super passionate about fighting, boxing, all that good stuff um, for a long time. And... Uh, and so, so I wanted to talk about the uh, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul fight. And a reason why I wanted to go into my background about boxing is because of the, a lot of things that are, you know, need to be discussed about Jake Paul is the things that I talked about that I had to learn and what people don't realize unless you go into that ring. Um, both fighters... Um, had a good showing, I felt. Um, they didn't look, um, you know, wild. Like, when you watch these YouTuber fights or, like, these celebrity fights, like, they're so messy. They're so crappy. Kind of like my, you know, my first fights uh, in the amateurs, just, like, my first ever fight. Like, they're not clean. They're not, you know, 
there's that anxiety. People are winging punches. People look u- like ugly, and their movements look like crap, and and things like that. So, I thought that both guys and and Jake Paul has gotten so much better um, since his first fight. Um, but Tommy Fury was definitely the more skilled fighter, um, hands down. Um, in the first round, he felt Jake Jake landed one overhand right, felt his power right on the cheekbone. And it didn't phase him at all. Um, so um, he was able to take the power um, of Jake Paul, which was the the question, right? Um, and so it was a split decision, split decision, which means that Jake Paul won on one scorecard, and Tommy Fury won on the other two score scorecards. There was two rounds where points got deducted for like a headbutt and for clinching. Jake Paul ended up um, scoring a flash knockdown of Fury in the eighth round. Um, I think it was more of a timing thing. Uh, It was was a jab. It was a solid punch, but wasn't something that really I I felt would hurt him. It was more like he was coming forward. He got hit with a stiff punch, knocked off balance, and and, uh, his glove touched the ground, which means that it was a knockdown. So it wasn't anything uh, knockdown where he was like wobbly or hurt or anything like that. I think it was just more of just like, oh, crap, I got knocked off balance, which I thought was going to make it uh, the final scorecards. Could have went either way because of that knockdown. Um, And uh, it could have been a draw, easy. Um I could have saw that happening, but I did feel like throughout the whole entire fight, um, Tommy Fury was definitely the more polished, experienced fighter. Um, uh, You could see early on that Jake's strategy was to get Tommy Fury mad and out of pocket to try to have him rush in and get caught coming in. And that was Jake Paul's um, strategy. He wanted to catch him coming in, and he did a few times. He was waiting for to pressure Tommy, and then when Tommy came forward, and he would try to catch him with like a overhand right or a left. Um, that was the game plan. Um, and like I said, he did land a, land a few, but he didn't he didn't hit him. His power didn't affect him like. Um, the other people you know when you knock a bunch of people out um, especially in a few of the fights that he's had um, you know it's hard to not believe in your hey I got this detonator and it's done if I land one it's done Um, but when you get into when you start fighting um, you know boxers they get uh, people that have inspired a lot that's that fought a lot um, especially in boxing, um, you know, they get used to the power um, just by getting hit in the head a lot, um, you know, through sparring and things like that. So um, his power didn't seem to really affect uh, Tommy Fury that much. Um, he had a really hard time closing the distance, uh, Jake Paul did. And that was the key to the fight um, from the beginning for me was, can Jake Paul get inside of Tommy Fury's jab and how you do that is not by force. You do that with footwork. You do that with skill. You do that with timing. Um, and in the first two rounds, he had a lot of issues um, uh, closing the distance. Uh, he was getting hit with the jab um, early on to the side of his face, started to get red um, just from uh, Tommy Fury's jab was hitting him clean with the jab. You could tell he was having, right before he was about to go and, you know, throw a punch or something, he would get hit in the hit with the jab and kind of have to reset. And then s- same thing over and over and over again. So the first two rounds, he was getting hit with the jab. It was He was getting a little frustrated. Um, and that was pretty much the key to the whole entire fight, was Tommy Fury um, did not... Um, play into the games of of like the hype the talking the crap you know acting emotional he never really he didn't jump in without you know thinking about it first uh when i when i talk about tommy fury he didn't put himself in you know harm's way for the most part he stepped to the game plan he was moving on the outside he was jabbing 
you know, landed a couple punches, but was was messing with Jake Paul's rhythm, and, and Jake Paul had a hard time getting past that jab to get close enough. And I thought that was, that's what was interesting to me, was it was he going to, Jake Paul going to have the footwork, the knowledge, and the skill to get past the jab? And um, he didn't. Um, he didn't tonight. Um, and, and in fact, late in that round, he kind of just started jumping in, like just r- bum rushing him. Um, because, um, you know, he was, he, he probably felt he was down on the scorecards, which I thought he was. Um, he did have some really good, uh, rounds. Um, not saying that it was a, a wash or anything. Like I said, it, it could have went either way for me. But there was times when you're looking at the skill of the boxer, there was times where he was like rushing in, like, um, uh, rushing in, uh, kind of like a wrestler would. He would lower his head and just try to, Boom, 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 boom. Just try to throw punches as he's running forward, kind of like UFC fighters do. And, and um, a few times he was, and you don't do that as a boxer because um, you always, you don't lean, you don't lean forward and try to go get someone where like your chin is above your toes. You always have balance. You're always centered. You're, if anything, leaning back and you move with, you move forward with your feet a lot of times. So he didn't bring his feet first to keep him in balance. So when he'd bum rush, miss, and then Fury would just move to the side, he was caught a few times of being out of position, out of balance, and, and um, Tommy Fury didn't do that. And that's like one of the things that um, more experienced boxers know. It's getting hit without get, hitting someone without getting hit is the name of boxing. And to be able to do that, you always have to be in balance and always be in a position to hit back, even when you miss with your footwork. So he was having trouble cutting off the ring, which means stopping Tommy Fury from circling him. Tommy Fury was like around the ropes, um, for the most part, back to the ropes, moving. And Jake Paul was having a hard time stopping him from moving, Um and also had a hard time getting past the jab, and then he would kind of later on in the fight get a little bit desperate and just kind of bum rush him and just try to jump in. And uh, he was getting um, uh, getting out of position and getting caught a little bit. Um, if Tommy Fury was it was better, he probably could have hit him with some really really good shots in those moments, and he didn't really take full advantage of him. Um, but he did enough to uh, to win the fight. Another thing is it is when you bum rush like that, you start throwing a little wild, and I felt like Tommy Fury had the more crisp, short punches, um, tight punches. He wasn't really wasting movements with his... He wasn't getting tired. Jake Paul definitely looked a lot more tired because he was wasting so much movement by doing these wild punches, these big movements, where boxers, it's, you know, four inches to the left. Move your head four inches to the left, so you're in that position to hit back. You're still in balance, and you're not, if you just, like, jump out of the way, like, 12 feet this, you know, 12 feet one way, like, you're not going to be in a a good balance to throw a powerful punch back. So, um, Tommy Fury was definitely the more uh, skilled fighter um, because of that ability to just move a little bit, effective movements. Um, His his punches were crisper, um, more efficient. He was definitely more efficient mover. Had a good play, game plan, was experienced, didn't um, get the motions best of him and just bum rush in there like Jake Paul was doing. And so Jake Paul, you know, like I said, uh, when it comes to sparring, anybody that gets into the ring has my respect because I've been in there um, at a very low level, but I, I've been in there. Um, and it's it's not easy. It's, it's scary to a lot of people. What's more scary than possibly getting hurt, uh, especially in a fight? So um, I, I thought they both looked good, ultimately, um, at the level that they're at. Um, they didn't look out of place. Um, Tommy Fury definitely looked like the more skilled boxer. Um, there was a rematch clause in the contract, so there'll probably be a rematch. I see it going. It's probably I don't know if, if Jake Paul can beat Tommy Fury just because of the things that um, I mentioned about the cleaner, you know, fighter. Um, but... You know, the guy works hard. 
he's gotten so much better in like five, six fights. You know, he's a legit boxer in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe he goes back to the drawing board and gets just way better. He just he's still so new to the game that there's so much growth that that can happen and and it, it is possible. Um, but but he he has to work on the you know being a little bit more efficient. I'm sure they're going to work on more about uh, ways to get past that jab. Maybe um, you know work on some footwork things and work on um, uh, you know some counters. Um, he kind of is Jake Paul's a little bit flat-footed, um, not really quick feet or anything like that. So um, you know maybe maybe he can um, learn, go back to the drawing board and and do some things and and. I mean, every single time I watch watch a fight, it's entertaining to me. So, I'm gonna keep tuning into it. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoy all the fights. Um, but um, I thought the decision was fair. And um, uh, you know, it, it it's tough to watch as like a as for some people that don't watch boxing. I feel like a lot of people that are not calling you know, have a lot of opinions on boxing, don't really watch boxing that much. It's like boring and there's all these things, but man, there's just so much that goes in a fight that doesn't, that people don't realize or don't see. Um, like one thing that Jake can do is probably go to the body a little bit more. He, he, in the, in the fight against, um, Woodley, you know, he went to the body, um, and that ultimately set up the, the power punch to, that knocked him out. You know, to stop movement, probably has to get to the body a little bit, make it an ugly boxing match, you know. Once he gets inside, it, it was like every single time, you know, they got close to each other, they were like, you know, um, tying up so the ref could come in and, and separate them. You know, for Jake to win that fight, I think he has to get on. Once he does get on, slip the jab, get inside, and then go to the body um, early. If you go to the body early, maybe get some... Tommy uh, tired, making an ugly fight, um, get him out of his comfort zone, slow down the feet. That was another thing that, like I said, uh, the Tommy Fury's movement, he was uh, having a hard time uh, stopping him from moving, cutting off the ring. So if he gets him tired, you know, there's going to be more opportunities to, to hit him and, and things like that. But ultimately, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to the next one. But yeah, so I'm a huge boxing fan, a big fight fan. Um, for all those people that don't know um, about my experience and things like that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nick versus Everyone. And uh, thanks for joining. I think the podcast has been going for about two weeks now. I think this is the or two months now. This is the two month mark. Um, I've had a blast talking to people. I've had a blast trying something new, uh, trying to get better. I was actually a little nervous about doing this podcast by myself because it's it's awkward almost and have no experience of just turning on a camera and talking for a while about it. I thought this was going to be like 30 minutes, but um, I hope it was uh, entertaining enough for you guys to stick around. Um, but on to the next episode. Um, this one might come out earlier than Tuesdays. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining another episode of Nick versus everyone till next time. Peace.